Hola, hello, hi, bienvenido, welcome back or welcome to Mentors Today. Ile, it's another day, it's another great podcast conversation. How are you, buddy? Hi, hi, everybody. Very exciting to start the conversation because there's a lot to cover and I'm super happy to be joined by our guests. Coming, coming from the border region of Texas and northern Mexico, the state of Chihuahua. So we've got my friend Jose Ochoa is with us today. I am going to take over the duties today a little bit and tell our audience about Jose. Jose is first and foremost an award-winning Mexican-American entrepreneur and engineer and a business innovation evangelist who has started successful companies in both the U.S. and Mexico. Amongst them, one company that we're going to talk about a lot today, which is called Global Containers and Custom Packaging, which is a logistics and packaging company. He's also got a consulting business. Jose was born there in Chihuahua, Mexico. He has an engineering degree from the Instituto Tecnológico de Chihuahua uh, and worked as a packaging engineer for Delphi, a major international corporation, where he learned that whole world of operations and logistics in the packaging industry. He built his career at other big international global companies like Siemens, and that was where he started to find the seed of inspiration to eventually launch his own company, which is, as we said, Global Containers and Packaging of Mexico. He believes, his partners believe, that company fills a particular industry gap. In 2009, they expanded the company to El Paso, which is an important part of the story that we'll get to. And in fact, in years later, almost a decade later, around the time that I knew Jose, he won a very prestigious award as part of a program called the Bridge Accelerator, which was a cross-border business initiative for entrepreneurship on both parts of the border, sponsored by Microsoft. In 2017, prior to that, Global Containers won the city of El Paso's Exporter of the Year, and he has been recognized and awarded and spoken with a list of dignitaries from senators to local politicians to uh, famous entrepreneur CEOs and founders, and he's going to tell us all about that today. So we're super excited to get that. I do want to mention one particular program called LBAN, the Latino Business Action Network, which is an affiliated Latino-focused entrepreneurship initiative at Stanford University. I believe he was one of the earlier people to go through that program um, in the U.S. The program has subsequently grown to like 900 or 1,000 alumni. Um, training Latino entrepreneurs around the U.S. and the world now to grow their businesses as effectively as they can here in this ever-increasing market in the U.S. Most excitedly today, though, the punchline of his resume is we're going to talk about his new book, Get in the Ring, which has just come out, just dropped recently this summer. So we're going to get to talk about all that. So with all that said... Jose, Ileana, welcome Jose, and we're all glad to be here. Hello, Jose, bienvenido to Mentors Today. Hello, 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 Ileana. Rob, thank you so much. Thank you for that great introduction. I was looking around to see who was the guy that you were mentioning. I can find the guy. It's you. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. I, I love it. I, I really, I have a lot of respect and admiration for you. Because everything what you do, your brand reputation, your work ethic, and you are a one of a kind, a very unique person that I love to follow oh, on social media. You're going to make me cry before we even start the show. That's awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I was thinking, Ile, and you may remember this story. I was thinking of a story real quickly just to give the audience a sense of our friendship. We met, as we said, back in Chihuahua at an event, I think 2017, 2018. 
But I think one of the things that cemented our relationship was actually really early pandemic. So I, maybe you remember this crazy story, Ileana. I was so bored during the early pandemic and I was so desperate to try and figure out ways that we could continue to connect in like live community with all of the people around the world that we had met in the prior years that I hosted like a 12 hour marathon community session on Zoom yeah. on a Friday afternoon from, from my apartment in, in Los Angeles. And we just invited anybody who wanted to come on and maybe they wanted mentorship. Maybe they just wanted to hang out. And, and I literally bought a bunch of beer and I just sat there at my desk for 12 hours and Jose came on that day and like was there in the beginning. And then he had to go to some meetings, came back, hung out. And we had people from all of the, and Jose, that was an awesome, I'll never forget that day, buddy. You reminded me of that just before we started recording today. It's a, it's a, one of those positive memories of a crazy negative time, obviously in the pandemic, but it, it for, it for forever cemented our friendship. Yeah. So I was grateful for you that day. I have uh, like uh, four events that on my mind that on that very unique, unbelievable times that we were living in. But one of the most beautiful things that I have, because, and I say beautiful because for any reason that day, I was a little bit down. I was very exhausted. And it was like uh, finding an oasis or an island in the middle of nowhere. And, and uh, it was so refreshing moment that you gave me. And you and I remember you and I sitting down, you with your cooler, having a beer. And I was also drinking something. But those like 40 minutes that you gave me a real honest, transparent human conversation is one of the memories that I will have until I die. It's, it's very you, remarkable. Wow. Thank you for that. Jose, I'm super proud to be joined by a Mexican that has been his, himself a cross-brother entrepreneur. And I want to know more about that. I want, I want you to tell us about your story. Was it always natural for you as a person that from Chihuahua, which is in the, in the north of Mexico, was it always natural for you this cross-border life? Or when do you start to like to see like the opportunities between your um, professional journey and to expand into the United States? Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, if I can tell that as a capsule, it's uh, what I see on my timeline is from unemployed to immigrant, to business owner on Mexico, to business owner in the States, and then to trying to create one of the most unique companies and concepts right now. So I, I, as you say, I was born and raised in, in Chihuahua capital. I have a degree of industrial engineering with specialty in manufacturing uh, from the Instituto Tecnológico de Chihuahua, número dos. I graduated in 2001, so it took me a year to find an opportunity of employment. It was very sad, it was very hard for me because I was uh, lower middle class. So I, I haven't the luxury to be just in home trying to figure out what to do with my life. I have to generate income. So I was, I put myself to sell um, water filtration systems door to door and to commercial and residential. So that works for a few months, but after that, I, I knew I, I need to pursue a bigger opportunity. So I moved in a Sunday. It was a Sunday that I moved to 
Ciudad Juarez, which is one of the most uh, welcoming cities in the country for sure, and it's full of opportunities. So I was there on a Sunday, and they took me around one or two months to find my first professional opportunity as an engineer. And that was on Delphi Automotive Systems as a packaging engineer. It was extremely challenging for me because the job was on the Mexico Technical Center, which back then was the biggest technical center in the world for Delphi. Wow. And by technical center is that in that building where it was like 5,000 of us, engineers, PhDs, all that, there's no production there. It's only design and development of the cars that are coming in the following years. Okay. So I was, I was working on the, on the specific division that works on the HVAC, which is the air conditioning systems for the cars. And also I was involved on the, on the Corvette 2006 band system and the display system for the air conditioner. It was a huge experience, but very dramatic for me. Uh, because I wasn't ready for that type of job without, I mean, coming from Chihuahua and very bad English and, and no experience. So I have to call Paris, Detroit, India and, uh, interact with high level engineers and project managers, all that. So it was very frustrating. Thanks God. I found a great mentor, my boss. He, he really believes in me. He, he knew about my lack of skills in that field, but he saw a lot of potential on my work ethic, my commitment, my, the fire that I have in the eyes of praying for an opportunity. So uh, fortunately for me, he coached me, he mentored me until I was uh, able to conduct myself into that universe of the automotive industry. So there I learned a lot a lot about the industry, supply chain, supplier development, packaging, engineering, cost, everything. And then I went to the, as you will say, uh, Siemens BDO, which it was uh, the powertrain division where they manufactured the fuel pumps for Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Chrysler, all those guys. And I was in charge of all the packaging development and implementation and all that. But now it's in a manufacturing plan. So when I was in Delphi, before jumping in to be an entrepreneur, I say before I do anything on my own, I I want to be have the experience to be in a manufacturing floor plan. Okay. Which so I wa- you, were even, you were even thinking at that time, like, hey, someday I'm going to own my own business, but I'm going to take advantage of these big corporations and all this knowledge and all these people for a while. Yeah, because I was on the engineering design development, and then I was missing the manufacturing real life, kicking ass manufacturing, right? I mean, production, stress, I mean, high level of speed there on components and all that. So I was there two years and something, and then uh, I finally decided to jump into the business side, and I quit my job with Good salary, good health insurance, you know, everything that corporate world give you. And uh, my wife was pregnant on my second son. And we we have our older one on, on our arms. And I say, you know what? I will take the lead. I don't care. I believe in myself. I believe in my potential. 
I will do this. And uh, so, yeah, we created a partner, a partnership, and we started the company. I was just making call calls from my uh, my home. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I mean, we started from there, and it was a great experience. Wow. Great experience, I just say, I... I started on on creating a company in Mexico, and after twelve years, I sold my participation of that company just to be hundred percent focused in the United States market because I validate on my own personal experience, my own journey, that my vision will be on the United States. And right now, I'm focused hundred percent on growing this company on the United States uh, and trying to diversify onto markets be, uh, before it was only commercial side, which is working with those manufacturing companies. And now we uh, pivot to give the same strengths we have there to uh, federal government. And now with corporations, large corporations on retail like TJ Maxx, uh, Nike, all, all other guys. I'm, I'm trying. I'm doing my best, and I have in my bag a great team that are very talented and committed to the company. So I'm just the voice here. Wow! And I was thinking, like, how do you feel? I mean, weren't you scared to to be an entrepreneur in the United States? What was the first like challenges that you faced uh, as a Mexican? Did you have it clear when you arrived there, like? What were the first steps to, to take? Because it is very different to build a company in Mexico than in the United States. Or maybe it's not that difficult and we tend to think it's it's very complicated. And maybe you can give us like a your perspective on that uh, in order to take off this fear of jumping the border and, and, and build a, a business uh, in another country. Yeah. Well, well, number one, maybe it was my eagerness to grow and to expand that I was so blind about and fearless to create a company in the States. And, and actually, in real life, it was much, much more harder to create a company in Mexico than in, in the United States. In the United States, if you have a business model and a good value proposition, in a matter of three weeks, you are good to go. You are good to invoice, to have bank accounts, everything that you need to be a company, right? In Mexico, it's very different. Unfortunately, it's it's very hard to set up banks and debit cards and, and, and incorporate the company. It's it's more complex to my taste, to my personal taste. And um, so that was one of the things that make me think about just staying on this side. Because to be honest, that's why the... The U.S. and the gringos, that's why they are what they are in terms of business. It's so friendly, yeah. business friendly, the environment here. They are always promoting to create new businesses. They give you a lot of uh, education for free if you are a business owner. They create so many certifications that you can take advantage to be in some rooms of, of with opportunities of business. So... My experience was uh, to create a business here. It was much easier and fantastic. But by saying that, it doesn't mean it's hard. You know, it's one of the most aggressive markets in the world, right? Yeah. It's and, and being a small business, it's double, triple the, the, the challenging thing. It's just about, but 
So you, you got to be very careful, very strategic to survive on this jungle. And another layer is that you are a Latino, no? You are not from... Yeah, you are Latino. I was very lonely here when I arrived to, to here to, to this city uh, as a business owner. It was very lonely. I was looking always for groups of entrepreneurs that I can blend myself with them. So I started from very en entry level, like programs that they call it Cafe and Pan Dulce, that they get together in a, in a, in a, start, I mean, a Costco store. But it wasn't a good fit because it was a, a lot of insurance guy and things like yeah. that. I mean, completely different course. So I was looking for something more industrial or my core business. So I jumped, but from that thing, I jumped to another, to another, yeah. to another, to another, to another, until I ended up yeah. in Stanford, as you say. Yeah. Well, Since the beginning, I create the mechanics, the dynamics, and the mindset to always be looking for different rooms with different people that give me the opportunity to learn from others and to taste the waters on this city on business and and then jump into my own conclusions right but it was a long trip of like 10 years on being part of groups several groups of entrepreneurs the overnight success one a decade later yeah yeah the overnight success and so i realized like after four or five years that the best uh, opportunities will be putting myself in conversations out of my own town because when i join other groups of entrepreneurs and on my industry let's say we get together in in chicago or miami or things like that so when i when i'm in that room and i look the information that we are sharing and i turn my head around and say okay i'm the only right. guy from el paso that i'm here and i'm listening to that so that's a huge advantage. So then, so then you, you become the I'm your go-to guy, you know, in South Texas. I'm I'm your guy in the southwestern United States. That's awesome. Yes, and I'm and always looking for mentors. Like I was pursuing for a long time to be under the wing of a great entrepreneur, which is Rosa Santana. Rosa Santana is one of the most iconic Latina business owners in the United States. And uh, I was like, man, I was very resilient trying to find her. Um, and she's actually uh, one of the board members okay. on the LBAM program. So one day she called me and she said, Jose, this is Rosa Santana. Um, I will be your mentor. I'm open to mentor you because you are one of my guys, because you are so resilient. And even that I was uh, kind of unresponsive on your emails, <laughs> I mean, you keep pursuing that, and now I know who you are. I know you are a real guy, and uh, since then, we are great friends. I mean, we see each other on trade shows and all that. We will be next, uh, at the end of this month of October, we will be on New Orleans on a huge uh, event for minority-owned companies. And, yeah, so my recommendation, my advice, it's always try to interact with others networking yeah. no you are you're you i can vouch for that you're a good relationship builder and to me that was the summary of of that gen that 10-year experience right is logistically easier like bureaucratically easier to set up a business but more competitive more relationships are required and finding ways to stand out 
right? And and even yeah. though you were Latino, a Mexicano in a very Mexicano centric Latino city like El Paso, Texas, right? Yes. Even that being true, it was it's still a difficult transition because you're still an outsider. You still had to build the relationship. So, dude, there's I, this is why you wrote the book. Right. <laughs> so we're, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Why, why don't let do like a little quick business snapshot for everybody that think this would be a good time since we've talked so much about the business experience to this point. Tell us about the big business, not so much the consulting yet. Let's just talk about the, about the global packaging business. Just kind of how big is it? How many years is it? How, like how big is it in the U.S.? How many customers? Like what's the future plan? What does it look like today? What's it going to look like in a while? Yeah, so uh, Global Containers and Custom Packaging Inc., uh, we provide packaging distribution and logistics services to, as I say, commercial side, which is manufacturing companies on the automotive, medical computers, things like that. We have clients like Hewlett-Packard, Amazon. We have uh, clients that they do auto parts and, and automakers and all that industry. And also we are now working with the federal government and state governments on projects about our core business, which is containers and uh, supplies and packaging supplies, all that. So we are in early stage on that. We just got our certification January this year, and that certification is good for nine years. So it's it's very complex. It's another universe completely, which is uh, huge. The best and bigger customer in the world is the federal government. The US the US government, yeah. Yeah. And so so now so now you're certified. Now you've gone through that whole process. The company is now certified to sell to the government. And that certification lasts almost a decade. That you have like nine year exactly. that's awesome. And it's very difficult to get that certification because you have to pass a lot of background checks, a lot of uh uh uh, they reviewed your personal financials, business financials, all partners, backgrounds, and it, it's very complex. It took me around a year and a half, actually, or CPA say, you know what, maybe I don't think you are going to get that one. So I was in Utah on a business meeting when I received the, the email from government and I called my CPA and say, I, I told you, man, I told you. And so we got it. We got that. It's very complex. We... We embed, we are invested in that area because it's very complex. They're, they have their own rules, and you have to be hunting contracts and hunting opportunities, which is very complex. But I mean, we are resilient. We are we are there, and so we are doing that. Now we are pursuing opportunities like we just recently obtained a half a million uh, contract with TJ Maxx. To do some services on on uh, here locally in El Paso because they they just uh, built a hundred and fifty million dollar distribution center here and on the area and yeah so that's the type of how uh, many, business. How many, how, how many employees there? We fluctuate from fifteen to twenty five. Sometimes it depends on the season. Uh, we we try to stay as lean as possible in, on staff and. Uh, I learned that the sweet spot, because we are honest and entrepreneurs, we are always trying to grow, right? Like crazy, grow, grow, grow. But I learned from a very high level guys that they say, who say the sweet spot, it's companies between 15 to 20 employees, right? 
and your revenue uh, less than five million dollars and um so that gives great freedom to the owners quality of life great income and you are making great impact so if you try to go to the cows of between 20 to 100 employees and going on the 50 100 million revenue it's a miserable life until some <laughs> some level that you achieve and you you become a different player all that journey all that gap it's miserable it's cows and some of them don't survive so you're in this you're you're, you're dancing around the sweet spot which i yeah. love all right so I, I thank you for that i want to yeah. switch it up a little bit like actually i want to switch it up dramatically so i you 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 said something before that caught my ear uh and i want to give you a chance to talk about it briefly you mentioned Ciudad Juarez as part of your personal journey from Chihuahua City, Ciudad Juarez, before you get to El Paso. And you described Ciudad Juarez as one of the most welcoming, friendly, positive places you have experienced in your journey and in Mexico. And all three of us know that is not how anybody else would describe Ciudad Juarez, right? And so I want you, the, the perception in Mexico, the perception in Estados Unidos, the perception in the border region right, is that Ciudad Juarez is this troubled, complicated, violent, dark place. Tell us briefly why it's not. Well, it's not because the majority, I mean, we are for sure and for in larger, in larger quantity, we are the most of the good ones that are the bad ones, right? Unfortunately, all the attention is focused on the bad ones, right? It doesn't mean that is not a dangerous city. It is for sure. You gotta be very careful. But the people that live there, it's very welcoming. It's very talented. It's it's a great city that uh, receives all the immigrants because the majority of us there in Ciudad Juarez, we are immigrants. We are from other states of Mexico, and that's the beauty of that because everyone yeah. is looking to improve their life and everybody there it's in that city looking for opportunities that you can find in other places right and that make us more empathic with each other we are very empathic okay. and we are very resilient and you can find the best talents in the country over there i mean we have more more than 350 manufacturing companies there and the, but the big mistake, Rob and Ileana, that I see there from our side as a Mexicans and guys from Chihuahua and Ciudad Juarez is our biggest mistake is that we focus on working for those companies, working as even, I mean, from labor all over to top executives. But the problem is that we need to create more companies out of that environment by utilizing our experience on those companies and then create business models that will provide high level service to that same industry that's the difference between china and us sounds like the jose ochoa uh, entrepreneurship model right there so i love that i i, I know Ilya has a question but I, I just wanted to tell a quick side story because i it's this is my borderland experience right as you know, I've been to Juarez multiple times. Um, I've, I've seen you a few times when I've been there. I've been there when you haven't been there. 
um, I always felt comfortable in Juarez, in spite of all the warnings and the fear mongering, in part because I think Tijuana was one of my earliest exposure points in Mexico. And to me, Tijuana and, and Juarez have that similar trait that they are both cities of immigrants. They are both cities where everybody there, not everybody, a <laughs> lot of people there are from somewhere else. Right. And they're and they're and the people that kind of like get to that spot are naturally seeking opportunity, even if it was like family generations before. So for me, there's always been a connection, similarity, vibe. Tijuana says wanna say, no, we're different and better than Juarez. And yeah, Tijuana is bigger than Juarez a little bit, like population-wise. But to me, that that thing you said is the that cultural vibe. So I just I just wanted to share. You I think you probably agree with that, we'll say. Absolutely. I mean, and I, I, I was, as I tell you, I arrived on a Sunday and I never came back to my home and I didn't know that, but because it was bigger, my ambition and my eagerness to find an opportunity than my fear to leave my hometown. Right. So I was pursuing that only. And um, I think at this point, I, I'm going to link that event with what I'm currently living here on the book uh -huh. is that, remember, I was like more than a year without finding an employment opportunity, right? So now the main soul of my, of my book is to help business owners to survive, but not just to survive, to strive in the business as a small business owners, because the bottom line is that I want them to sustain the employments that they create, that we create in our cities and give in those employments on a high level. Okay. I'm very, I'm very focused and uh, very uh, into creating employment of high quality high quality employment, great opportunities. And the, for, the formula for me is very simple. I create my companies in the way that I would love to be an employee of that company. That's awesome. So that's that's the way. And that's the simplest formula to always be thriving. And I, I always look at Jose Ochoa in front of me saying, okay, Jose, what, what else can we do in this company? I, I'm your employee. and I need more. So that, that's the way that I look every time, every single day. So Get in the Ring is your book. You just uh, launched it. And there are two things that caught my attention. The first one, I want to know more about your father's story in boxing. I think that's, that will be great if you can share a little bit of that. And the other one that you put there, it's a quote from Muhammad Ali. That is like the determinant of the of the conversation of your book, I guess. And and you say like, why do you do we get in the ring? And Muhammad Ali has an answer. You can be free. You can be black. Look at me. I'm the heavyweight champion. Can nobody stop me? So, please tell us a little bit about that. Uh, how do you uh, link this to your personal life and then uh, put it into the entrepreneurship landscape? Well, um, thank you. It's, it's great questions. I love it. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to explain that because the way that we come up with the um, thematic about boxing and all that comes from a creative uh, work session on the process of creating the book. 
So on those sessions, the company that helped me to create the book uh, to make it happen. So we spent a lot of hours on assessments about me first. What's my drive? What's my story? How do I coach? Because as you know, I coach entrepreneurs for more than six years in Latin America, United States, even in India. And so they told me to explain what are the mechanics that I use to to talk with young entrepreneurs. So, and also I explained to them the story about my father. My father was a, a world champion in boxing in 1958, defending Mexico, right? And Chihuahua. What, what weight class? Well, Walter Light, and he was a very good boxer. So my father immigrated from Chihuahua capital to Ciudad Juarez in 1954 looking for an opportunity to box. And over there, one of the most iconic entrepreneurs back then, he sponsored him to be on those world championship uh, tournaments and all that. He went also to the Pan American Games. He won uh, second place wow. on a, by decision with a guy from Venezuela. And that I read the articles. On, uh, I have the newspaper. I have a memorabilia in wow. my home. So the, the creative group, they say, well, the way we see it here is that your father was a born fighter. As you, you are a born fighter. It's just like your father's choice, the ring as an arena, and you select the business arena, which is the most aggressive arena in the world because a business is the ultimate sports arena, right? There is no off-season there is, I mean, it's perpetual, right? And we, and, we, and we use these analogies throughout history, right? We've always, we always compare rightly or wrongly. We always compare business to sports or war, yeah. right? Which is like, again, that's not necessarily a great thing, but that's what we do, right? So, so they, they are helping you. Okay. So audience, we can see the cover photo, which we will post, by the way, we'll post all this in the show notes. So you'll be able to find this. That's awesome. So I want to make very, uh, huge statement on the cover of the book by I am representing the resilience and the entrepreneurship of our, of, of, of both countries, uh, Mexico and the United States. And here are the quotes that my father used to wear on those tournaments. Here's the one from Mexico and here's the one from Chihuahua. And this glove that I'm wearing there, it's, it's a glove, a professional boxing glove that one professional boxer from El Paso borrowed to myself wow. for the cover of wow. the book. So I want all the blend there that represents that the heritage in the boxing fights from El Paso. And uh, I think that I represent the struggles and the benefits of entrepreneurship on, of Mexico and the United States. So actually on the acknowledgements on the book, I give huge thanks to my two countries, Mexico and United States, for giving me all the pain and all the struggles and all the benefits of the arena of entrepreneurship in both sides, which give me, I, I leverage on that as a uniqueness, as a part of my passion on that. So I recognize that I I have a special blend by struggling yeah. in both sides because when I arrived here, I was struggling as well in this country. But I think to myself that I represent 
the both countries in the both sides they that do. struggling and the opportunities, right? And they form my myself and my career. What what inspired you to make a book? It, it was was it something that was in like your plans or it just emerged like I, I I'm feeling that right now I'm ready to to put this in in paper. Yeah, so I'm I'm going a little bit back just to answer your question and also to finalize the other part. So okay, so we have what is in the cover and the boxing. Instead of chapters, we have rounds on the ah, on the okay. book. Okay, we have rounds. You have a knockout? Yeah, I have a knockout. I have several knockouts. Oh my god! And and uh, and we have a lot of quotes, quotes from Rocky to Muhammad Ali. Because I, I love boxing as well. And also, my style when I coach and mentor entrepreneurs, it's very bold. So they say, you are not a coach. You are sparring. The sparring is a person that already is a, a winner and a loser on the fights, on the ring. And now you are the corner man of others that are trying to get in the ring. So that's why I call myself a sparring on business. because. I never sugarcoated anything. I told guys, I mean, it is what it is. And take it or leave it. And I'm very transparent and honest, but because I love them. I love them and I want them to succeed. So that's why I, I never give them fails uh, information or, or the dreams. You're straight, you're, as we would say in American English, you're a straight shooter. Yes, right. I'm a straight shooter. I like it that way because. That's the only way. I mean, you you can be. Complacent. It's a little old school nowadays, but us old guys got to come up with old school advice every once in a while. So yeah. Okay. All right. So before we forget, at the very end, how can people who are listening to this find the book? Where can we find the book? Where can we buy the book? Is it on Amazon? Is it like where do we find it? Yeah. So the the book I self published the book and it's on Amazon. You can just put it on Amazon as Getting the Ring Book or Getting the Ring Jose Ochoa. It's on Kindle version, paperback, and hardcover. And uh, we are working right now in the Audible version and the Spanish version. And also, you can buy it as well on the webpage of the book, which is gettingthering.org. On that webpage, uh, you will see what I do for other entrepreneurs. And uh, in that same page, you can take the link to go to Amazon and buy the book. Thank you for that. Thank you for giving yeah, me the opportunity. No, it's a, it's a, I mean, I, I've helped you promote it in recent weeks, but I have not had the time to sit down and read it because I usually get most of my books on Audible. But in your case, I'll go actually buy a copy of this book because I want to sit and read it uh, and read and hear the rest of your story. So it's awesome. I know you're going to like it because you are like me. You are old school. Everybody that listens to this show is going to like it. I can <laughs> promise you that. So when I, I was thinking about writing a book, for years and i have a lot of notes on my phone of every aha moment every lesson that i learned every failure that i learned on on my journey of 15 years as an entrepreneur so and i was very eager to i i love to teach and to share that knowledge so um when i when i met the the founder of reebok in france in my way to back to el paso I read the, his book, which his book is Shoemaker. Okay. Shoemaker. I have a, actually a copy there signed by him. It's Shoemaker. It's the untold story of, of a global brand, Reba. 
And uh, anyway, so I put him, I, I told him, you know what, this book should be in Spanish because we Latinos, we would love to have that inspiration from you. And he said, well, I don't know any company to help me or that I trust to help me publish in Spanish. I say, okay, I will fix that. So I put him together with this company in Mexico City and they ended up publishing the book in Spanish. So for the release of the book in Spanish with the media, he invited me. He said, Jose, I want you to be part of my team on Mexico City. So I was there. That was in the beginning of this year. So fantastic experience for several days with Forbes, with with Televisa, Radio Formula, other big players. And, and the night on the hotel, he told me, we were drinking and he told me, Jose, you are so passionate, man, for entrepreneurship and for young people, but you have some limitations because you, you can only touch so many guys, right? So my advice for you is if you publish your book, you will be able to touch and to be in the hands of thousands of young entrepreneurs. So why you don't publish the book? So I, I was thinking a lot about that. And when I returned to El Paso, I said, you know what? Yes, let's do it. I will pull the trigger. So I hired the same company that helped him with the book in Spanish. And uh, man, I was so diligent with the process of the book and everything. This company is one of the best. The owner of this company that helped me on this process, uh, which is Alejandro Yantada, he's one of the top sellers on books. Uh, his book is The Black Book of Persuasion. It's a great book, top seller for eight years on Amazon. And Think Out of the Box as well, which I recommend strongly. But anyways, a great journey. I love the process. I was very fast on writing all the book and uh, because I really, I love what I do and I love entrepreneurship and that's why it was very easy. And the book, it's a very simple, easy guide for entrepreneurs. It's 137 pages, which is less than 40,000 words. Um, above 40,000, the books starts to being boring or and a kind of heavy for reading. So that's why as a strategy, we keep it below the 40,000. You, you have become a book expert now, I can tell. I am, man. I am now. And now, let me tell you, so phase one was doing this book on uh, printed edition, Amazon, all that. And now phase two, it's uh, the audible version in English, the printed version in Spanish. And we are, I'm, I'm about to film uh a master class uh, that will be on demand on my web website. And my midterm goal is to create an institute of education online for entrepreneurs and uh, for universities and and uh, and organizations. And so I'm working now right now. I'm pretty much sure the first uh, master class will be about how to take your small business company to a fortune 500 level uh vendor okay because i know by being in all this environment in the united states with the small businesses like elban and right now i'm in other i mean nike is training me uh and how to be a, a fortune 500 vendor so i know thousands and thousands and thousands of small business owners are eager to learn what it takes to be on the next level and to be eligible to to work with 
corporations of Fortune 500. That's awesome. So I'm working on that. I'm very passionate on that, and I applying that to myself and my company. Because you're always talking to Jose Ochoa, asking how I can be the best version of you. Yes, yes. Okay, so now in this time of the show, you become the, well, you have been all over the show, but now you are the mentor of the day. So Jose, please share with us your wisdom with three pieces of advice for our audience. Mm, it will be very simple. The number one, it's readiness. Number two, readiness. Number three, readiness, guys. We have to be ready for the opportunities as Latinos. Conducting our companies and leading our companies is not enough just to be in the right rooms with the right people. You have to be the right person to be on that room, right? So how do you achieve that? Readiness, right? We Latinos, we tend to say, oh, when the opportunity shows, I will work very hard and I will be ready for that. No, guys, this is a work in perpetual working process with, I mean, starting now and ending at the end of your life. You have to be ready And you have that responsibility because you are the leader of a company, of a small business, and you give service to others. And you are part of the main heart that moves the economy in the United States or in Mexico or in any country. You have to be aware that if you are a business owner, you are responsible, directly responsible of creating wealth, creating resources, creating quality of life, creating employment, creating education, creating happiness, creating meaning for our community, your team, and for yourself. And if you do not invest on that, I mean, all those things that I just mentioned, it doesn't happen by accident or by overnight. It takes a lot of time. And I swear, guys, if you apply that and you practice readiness you will succeed for sure it's a matter of time it's just a matter of time when that an opportunity will hit on your door and you will be the right person with the right company with the right team to face that opportunity and then the benefit will be until we all win okay that's the phrase until we all win right And that old vision of business that business is just to make rich uh, business owner. No, it's to make us rich everyone and not just rich, happy, meaningful. Richness, I mean, richness comes in a lot of different forms. So I, hey, I I'm going to take your readiness, 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 and I'm ready. I think, Ilay, are you ready? I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to run through a wall for this guy right now. Yes. That's awesome. Hey, let's make sure that everybody who's listening can find you. So how do we find you on social media? Uh, first, you. And then are there is there any link for the company that you want to share? Or just, again, the link for the book? Yeah. Well, personally, I'm like Relentless Jose Ochoa on Facebook. And also Relentless Jose Ochoa on LinkedIn and also on Instagram, I'm Jose Ochoa Official. And also you can go to my website, uh, gettingthering.org 
And on the company, it's uh, globalcontainers.net. You will find there all the services, all our heritage as a company over there. And you will you can follow us on social media. Yeah, that's that's the way you can find me. Go to my gettingthering.org page and you will find the link awesome. To, awesome. to the book and everything. And uh, I'm happy to connect. Keep an eye on social media because we're going to see master classes coming soon. I feel like there's going to be like a TV show in a couple of years, probably. The book will become a movie. Some like this is awesome. Like you're you're just you're on such an awesome trajectory, man. Thank you. I hey, I'm grateful. Thank you for sharing some of your day with us from El Paso to Los Angeles to Guadalajara. Muchísimas gracias, Jose. Thank you. No, gracias, gracias a ustedes. Thank you so much, really, for this opportunity of time. It's a great window to put our little help change the narrative on the Latino community, Latino business owners. And I I really hope that you guys like and find the value on the book because uh, the book is it's not a business. It's just a business card and it's a legacy. I really want to impact the life of others. And that's why I create this this book. That's awesome. And that's that's why Ileana and I do this show. So thank you for thank you for being a part of it today, buddy. As always, we thank you so much for listening. Today's show was recorded in Los Angeles and Guadalajara, produced by Deanna Bernal in Mexico City, and promoted by the content team at Growth Hacks in Tijuana, Mexico. You can always find and share our show via any popular podcasting platform, as well as find us on social media at Mentors Today on Instagram. If you'd like to connect with our hosts, you can find them on Twitter or Instagram at I am Rob Ryan or at Ileana J-A-F. Gracias, thank you, and we'll see you next time.